to uh, get in all the inventory. That's what it's about, baby. Um, anyway, um, welcome in. Great to have you with us. Uh, it is uh, the Patrick Johnson Show, and uh, we've got uh, what I think uh, probably will be uh, one of the um, – more interesting shows we've done in a while because that was a uh, rough uh, situation. Pirates uh, giving up two runs in the eighth and then six in the ninth. They trailed. Uh, great catch by Riley Johnson. I mean, at the time, looked like that might have been the, the play of the day that would have saved the uh, the game in, in some respects. And then uh, Moylan, the two-run jack. But uh, good golly. Uh, Pirates... Uh, End up using nine pitchers on the day. Is uh, Mully in with us? I know Mully had stepped away for a second. The great Mike Mullis. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Mully. Hey, friend. Let's get your reaction. Uh, probably like everybody else, a little maybe shell shock. The right terminology, a little, uh, a well, little surprised. For words? Yeah, well, I, I don't want to go that far. I um, I I think that uh, I was no- going to say. There's no loss for words here with Mullen. No, no, no. I, I think that um, nobody watching this would have predicted the, the 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 trouble that we saw the pirate pitching have to give up six uh, the way they did, and it was just a bunch of singles. And quite frankly, I, I mean, as as much as uh, we as pirate fans didn't want to see that, to watch what USF did, man, they stayed in the game, they battled, kind of took what they were given. Uh, I mean, you know. Kudos to them, but it still is. I mean, it's it's really, it's it's almost surreal, especially at the beginning of the game. You know, Pirates. You know, we can answer real quick, back to back home runs. You start thinking, all right, you know, this thing's going to be you know slugfest. We may just you know we may run rule these guys. If that's I don't even know if there's a run rule in the conference term, but but you know you, you all those things that look like okay, this is the team that's going to show up to play today, but. Um, who uh, you know? Who to thunk it? And in the sixth and the eighth, and then they answer in the ninth. It's just, um, it was a it's just a uh, kind of a difficult train wreck to watch. So uh, East Carolina will play Cincinnati, who got walked off by UCF. Since he hit a two run blast in the uh, top of the ninth, and that tied it up at three, and then uh, UCF got a solo homer in the uh, bottom. And it was a walk-off deal there. So now you get to play the team that you've played uh, six times already uh, this season as we welcome you in here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, I'm here, and uh, Mike Mullis is uh, with me. And Mike, like you, I'm just getting blown up right now with text messages. And uh, I guess people don't realize, uh, they're on a clock and realize that I'm on the phone. They can look at their phone that they're texting me on and see the time and realize that I'm on the air with the great Mike Mullis, and I don't need to be getting blown up on the always anonymous text line with questions that are common sense in their answers. So, well, I, you know, was I, that a little was that a was that a little bit of a passive aggressiveness? No, it, no, it, no it, been... it wasn't a little. It was a lot, but 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 I, maybe merited. And, and I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but you know, people people are reaching out because they need uh, they need confirmation that this happened. Sure. They need affirmation yeah. that we're going to be okay. Uh, and, and and probably just overall consoling right now. There's a a lot of people shaking their head. A lot of people getting in their car now. Imagine if you were in a work environment where you didn't have access to keep up with it. And the next thing you know, you tune in to the Patrick Johnson show and you hear uh, that the Pirates fell to USF and that the game just ended some four hours later. So uh, a lot of a lot of shock in this community right now. And 
Uh, and you're right, you know, and, and it is very difficult to beat a team four times. Well, now you got to try to beat a team the seventh time uh, that has played decent baseball uh, down the stretch. They have some guys that can bang it around a little bit. You have some considerations where you have no groves. Uh, going in tomorrow's game, due to uh, if those are you know just yeah, again we'll just kind of catching up, yeah, we'll we'll yeah. We'll, yeah so um, it's um, yeah it's a it's a mixed bag of of concern and and I don't right now I'm sure that there's not much optim, optimism near the the top level of where everybody's thinking is, but it, and 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 quite frankly I'm not going to be the one to try to bring it around and say hey this is a, we got them right where we want them I, I I'm, I'm not at all saying that but I. Um, I think this is just a, a, a interesting digestion period for everybody who's a fan of East Carolina baseball. 12-11 the final, uh, South Florida over uh, East Carolina in a stunner uh, today. So the number eight seed upsets the number one seed. Uh, other games that are going on right now around uh, college baseball of note and, and interest, it is uh, top six in Durham. And it's North Carolina four, Georgia Tech one. Duke and State play later tonight. Boston College. Got an 11-7 win over Virginia Tech earlier. Molly, you were asking about the SEC tournament, <clears throat> and uh, it was 9-0 South Carolina, who badly needed a win, got one over Georgia today. Uh, it's A&M, Texas A&M over number 13, Tennessee, 3-0 now in the uh, ninth inning there with uh, Alabama and Kentucky, Missouri and Auburn still yet to play today. So, well, that's a stacked field anyway. You slice it there in Hoover, and good yeah. grief. Yeah, the SEC. I mean, yeah, it's it's murder's row. I, you're right. South Carolina desperately needed that one over a Georgia team that's, uh, you know, proud tradition, but has kind of had uh, some epic ups and downs in the in the past few years. So, um, yeah, South Carolina can get hot, and they can score. I mean, they could score in buckets, so that one will be interesting to see how it plays out. I don't know that anybody gets out of there other than LSU, but, um, you know, right. we'll see. So, Molly, uh, nine pitchers used today, uh, and you referenced it uh, as uh, we're here on the Patrick Johnson Show following the 12-11 uh, defeat in uh, extra innings to USF for uh, Pirate Baseball. Uh, a, couple of, a couple of items. Uh, you were looking at Warren Nolan before we went on. And the RPI went from where to where? 23, 24 to 28. Yeah. That was, so a four or five spot fall. That's right. That's right. And I'm assuming so, they showed that game final, PJ, so I'm assuming that that change in the RPI incorporated that, you know, the, the, the okay. loss. Just incorporated what happened. Uh, right. Transpired this afternoon. And so, uh, and again, these are questions that we're getting uh, asked, and it's fine we're getting asked these questions. But uh, this obviously, Molly, takes a a huge blow uh, to the uh, to the hosting possibilities, as as slim as they may have been for the Pirates. Yeah, I, th- I mean, uh, I mean, I don't I don't see how it happens at this point. Obviously, East Carolina can still win the conference tournament. Okay, that, I mean, no question about it. Uh, good enough club, still the best team in the conference, top to bottom, uh, regardless of what today's game was, but. You know, I, I think the the hosting that you know that career dissipation light. I don't remember what what movie was that. Was that Die Hard? The career dissipation light. Uh, I think you know <laughs> one that, of the great Christmas movies of all time. Yeah, I think I think we're seeing that uh, on, and maybe it was Lethal Weapon. But anyway, um, it, I think yeah, I think that was Lethal Weapon. Yeah, actually, yeah. So yes. I think that that light is is dissipating as far as uh, the also the, a Christmas movie. One uh, of them was also was yeah, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I think that yeah, I, I don't see where 
It'd be very difficult. And can it happen? Sure. That again, we're still in the if phase of this thing. If this happens, if you know, if the Pirates go into conference tournament, if somebody else loses. But I, I think the reality is it's uh, you know maybe start focusing a little bit on the possibilities where East Carolina may land and, and understand that we as a fan base uh, and as supporters of the program are just really spoiled that that's one of our big concerns this time of the year, every year, as to whether or not we're ho- we'll host or where we're going to go. Right. The reality is it's not easy, and, and you know, the Pirates can continue to find a way to get it done. So relish in the fact that, we, you know, we the road to Omaha has not been closed, uh, just maybe a, a slight detour. Yeah, a little bumpier. Um, not, sh- you know, so the Pirates got behind 2 nothing in this, right? And... Then they came back uh, a home run by uh, Starling in the first, and then uh, Carter Cunningham, the first team all conference selection, with a uh, home run tied it at two. Pirates would go ahead three to two and then build their lead uh, to nine three at one point. But uh, Molly, uh, what happened? What are you gleaning happened? You know, we, what, what we understand, and I've talked to some people via text that were, you know, in the house there, and basically. Uh, Josh Groves had a prop of some kind, though be it a food item, that he was offering up to uh, Starling, and that violates the uh, the prop rule, prop celebration rule in college baseball this year, and that resulted in uh, Groves getting uh, ejected. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a you know fairly accurate summation of what happened, and it's it's one of those deals where if he's in the dugout or a little deeper in the dugout, then. You know, it's 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 a little more tolerated, but apparently, you know, he, he you know kind of broke the dugout plane or whatever. And uh, do I think it's a little tacky for an umpire to make that call? I, yeah, I do. I mean, and I, and I would think no matter who the team is, I would think that was kind of tacky. But I mean, let's face it, man. I, I mean, we, you know, to, to have food props and I, I, you know, we got to maybe got to be a little smarter than that, stay a little more focused on the task at hand instead of. You know, worrying about you know what's what's funny or cute or or whatever in, in that moment. But hindsight is what it is. I, I uh, I'm sure nobody feels worse than him right now, especially after losing that ball game and, and not being available to help his team tomorrow uh, when you know the the conference season is on the line or the the quest for the conference title. So I think what could be more interesting out of this with the Pirates in the position they are is. Um, you know, this could have a domino effect if the Pirates do not win the conference tournament. Uh, obviously, the eventual winner winning themselves into a regional position, which obviously if somebody comes in, somebody else has got to go out. And I've not seen any projections that had any other AAC teams in it. So, that you know, that could be a, a interesting uh, kind of storyline as this thing goes on. See, State right now, you are very worried. Correct. Because I think they were among the last four in, according to D1 Baseball, for what that's worth. Right. But I mean, I think I think if you're if you're North Carolina State, you're not. You, you've got. I mean, tonight's game against Duke is a must must win at this point, right? Yeah, well, and I think for I mean, them going into this, regardless of regardless of anything that was happening around them, a State is in that position where they've got to play with their backs against the wall. I mean, they've got to come out and win ball games, uh, just because they you know it has been a very up and down year for them. They definitely scuffled down the stretch, being swept by Carolina, and even Carolina shorthanded on the first game, you know, of that series. So I, 
I don't. I, I, th- th- that's got to be their mentality anyway. Like for they, they have got to win in uh, and, and potentially to secure an absolute. They you know they got to win the ACC tournament uh, because there again there are so many moving parts out there. All right, uh, we'll grab a break. Uh, we'll come back. You got NC State uh, is the last of the last four in according to D1 Baseball, uh, followed by Oklahoma. Notre Dame and Arizona State. So, uh, you know, at least Oklahoma and NC State, you're probably not very uh, confident right now because there's going to be other uh, other upsets. I mean, some somebody who won the regular season in a one-bid is not going to win the conference. Uh, and now, is that enough to be a bid-stealer? No, the bid-stealer situation would be coming to play here in the American. Maybe the Colonial. There yeah. could be a bid-steal situation, perhaps, but... You know, I think, and then obviously, if something happens in the SEC where somebody is not going to, uh, is not forecast to be in, some comes up and wins this thing. But I think everybody in the field, pretty much in the SEC field, maybe you know Georgia, but now they got beat today. By and large, everybody in that field in Hoover is going to going to be playing in the postseason next week. So, but you know, you had a really uh, interesting was, situation last week, PJ, with Campbell and. Uh, Campbell and USC Upstate. Campbell, that's, that's Campbell the other needed one, to win yeah. one that's game, one. and Upstate takes two, and Campbell finally wins an extras to win the conference. So who knows what shakes out, you know, with that conference tournament. All right, let's uh, grab a break. We'll come back. We're probably going to go a little past six. We won't go terribly past six, but we will go a little past it here uh, today as uh, we uh, roll on on the Patrick Johnson Show. So uh, stay with us. Uh, South Florida upsets uh, ECU today, 12-11 in uh, extra innings in a uh, game where ECU had a lead and uh, saw South Florida score eight runs in the eighth and ninth uh, inning innings to uh, end up uh, taking it to the 11th where they beat the Pirates in uh, extras 12-11. Uh, to 11. All right, we'll be right back with more right after this. Might need to have our own happy hour today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Pirates lose it to uh, USF. The final today from uh, Clearwater, Florida, where the weather right now looks great. Um, and uh, that is uh, 12 to 11 in 11 innings. I'm Patrick Johnson. Mike Mullis. Mully is with us uh, here breaking it down today. No PJ show tomorrow because the game's at 3. Uh, are you ready to hear some Cliff Godwin comments? Oh, are, I mean, are you asking me that? I'm always ready for Cliff Godwin comments. All right, Clark, you got the pirate report open uh, ready? Because if you do, hit it, and then we'll get into this. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, um... Cliff Godwin, I think this is uh, from the post-game press conference via Zoom. Cut one. I mean, we were familiar with them, too, so, uh, you know, everybody's got an even playing field. They just play better than us. Short and sweet. Uh, He did say it was good to get uh, Starling back. Yeah, he did. You know, he he let us off with a home run. Um, You know, unfortunately, we got a player ejected for giving him a sandwich. They called that a prop, which is – a first for us, but, you know, that's uh, the new rules, I guess. No fun baseball um, because Rose was actually available for us out of the bullpen today, and we could have used another guy at the bullpen. Um, but he uh, wasn't available today and wasn't is not available uh, tomorrow, so he's suspended for one game. It's an interesting uh, 
take from Cliff Godwin there on food being a prop. Uh, you know, we can revisit that in a minute, but uh, that's interesting too, Molly, that Groves probably was ready to go today if they needed him, and they probably needed him. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if you see Gross today, like even if he's, and the okay. only reason I say that is you got to, I mean, there's a long ways to go. And, and, and you know, and I, and I get it. I, I get Cliff's frustration. Everybody was available today. Maybe save you Savage. Maybe save Root, right? Like maybe those two guys are off limits. Uh, maybe the rest okay. of the staff. But uh, again, I, I think that's, that's, um, Absolutely, was Groves available? Would Cliff have used him? Only Cliff knows that. Uh, but I think that's more of a uh, a shot over the bow of the statement of kind of what the decision was made on. Right. The the ejection is the silly part, right? I mean, it really is. I and right and and that's uh, it's ridiculous, regardless of what it was. But and this is kind of one of those things too, PJ, where people go, well, you know, like in basketball, you can't call that foul with five seconds left. Well, if a foul's a foul's a foul, if he you know if he violated the prop rule, um, yeah, then, then, I mean, that's... then it is what it is. But you would like to see a little bit of uh, maybe calmer heads prevail in the conference tournament. Well, and I'm not I, I'm not in the business of defending umpires. Sure, no, that's but, no fun. But based on that guy's strike zone, who knows how good his eyes were? He didn't know what the, the he just he saw something being handed. Or gestured toward wow. Starling. Okay. So. If I had a rim shot, I would have given you one right there. That was pretty good. Now, again, <laughs> Do you like how I worked uh, at it? Uh, well, again, there you go. it goes back to the passive-aggressive statement. That wasn't slightly. <laughs> that was a uh, full bore. No, I, you know, I, and I did think the plate umpire was um, – was, he was consistently inconsistent. In other words, the strike zone, yeah. you know, strike yeah. zone was kind of on bungee cord. So I mean, it was kind of all over the place. But it was all over the place, you know, all day and both ways and whatever else. So Inconceivable. I, but yeah, I, I, again, it's just a really interesting time. And the fact that he brought everybody together in the manner that he did, yeah. and, you know, yeah. and had the discussion and you know, Cliff said, and I could tell as soon as it happened, I said, this is a celebration. Uh, conversation, excessive celebration, whatever. You know, maybe we should give, and I just had this idea. Maybe we should give these umpires okay. flags, like the NFL, like throw a flag, like the challenge flag. No, 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 yeah. like you, th- oh, like okay. the yellow flag. Okay. And then see. Well, what them. do you do? You, you you can't penalize them yardage. What do you do then? Well, no, just to watch yes. them throw the flag, and then maybe they should have a oh, microphone, okay. and they stand out and excessive celebration from the dugout. Handing player peanut butter and jelly sandwich just to hear the explanation. Peanut butter and jelly time. All right. Uh, Coach Godwin says uh, it's pretty simple. Go back to the hotel, get off our feet. Uh, well, we got to go back to the hotel, get off our feet. Um, our guys played tired even though we had two days off. So um, they need to dig deep um, unless they want to take a bus ride back to Greenville on uh, Thursday. Did you get the impression that they looked tired today, Molly? I, I don't know that I got the impression. Listen, man, you know, again, they come out, answer two real quickly in the first, put up six. Everything was fine until, and this sounds stupid, and I get it, but go with me. Everything was fine until all of a sudden it wasn't. And so the team was clicking along. Everything was good. I, I, again, I, I think that, that the job that the USF hitters did, they, they, they weren't trying to drive the ball out of the ballpark. They What they did was have – you know, blue collar at bats, 
and they took what pitches were being given to him. I didn't think any pitcher that threw today had his best stuff. Uh, I thought that 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 Bill co- uh, competed well, uh, I, I, but nobody was particularly sharp. Um, so I think there's a lot of things here that 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 factor in. Do I think they were tired? It's always easy to say they played tired after they lost a ga- you know lost a game. Uh, it, it, tomorrow, tomorrow will tell the tale as to where the you know kind of gut level is with this program, and that's going to dictate a lot as you get into the big into the you know the, the big postseason push. So. To answer as to whether or not I thought they played tired, no. I mean, back-to-back home runs and six runs in the eight, it, it didn't look tired to me. If anybody were tired, it might be the pitching staff. And you got to look; those guys, right. have, those guys have been out on the mound a bunch this year. Every one of them. Yeah, yeah. Guys have been used uh, a lot. Let's uh, do a couple of uh, other cuts here. This is from uh, radio. This is what Coach Godwin had to say to Coach O immediately following uh, the final out. Yeah, we didn't do enough in the middle innings. Uh, you know, everybody will talk about our pitching, but, you know, we were dead after we got up 32. Uh, we didn't score for four innings, and, you know, hats off to their pitcher, but we should have done more. And uh, hats off to South Florida, man. A lot of teams would have folded, and they didn't, and they battled back and, you know, took a lead. And then Josh got us a big home run to uh, tie it up, but we didn't play good enough to win. If you don't play good enough to win, then you don't win the baseball game. Yeah, uh, USF tied it at three uh, through six, and then uh, the Pirates in the bottom of the seventh answered with uh, six spots. How many times have we heard Coach Godwin this year talk about Molly uh, kind of ex- you know building on the lead, extending the lead out? And, and he's right in the middle innings. East Carolina simply didn't do that today. Yeah, not just him. We've heard uh, we've heard it from players, and Carter uh, Cunningham in particular stands out with a comment he made. I don't know four or five weeks ago with that. Again, it's the tough at bats, man. It's the taking what you're being given. You know, we, we, everybody doesn't have to hit the ball out of the park. People have to set the table. Uh, all those cliches, and uh, you know, we've kind of you and I've had this conversation before. Cliches become true uh, because they stand the test of time. And maybe I said that inversely. They stand the test of time because they become true. They prove out to be true. Hey, do your job, uh, win the at bat, win the pitch, take it day by day. All those things that you hear people kind of joke about as it relates to players being interviewed or coaches being interviewed. All those things prove to be true over the test of time. And I, I, that may be where this team lacks a little is everybody, everybody wants to maybe not take that that role that's given to him right then, which might be, hey, I just need a, a ground ball to the right side or I need to get, fight deep into it at bat. I did see, you know, I thought our hitters, uh, for the most part, had pretty decent approaches, but we did have some pretty bad swings and misses. And, uh, and, and the, you know, what we saw from a pitching staff on the South Florida side was certainly not uh, what you would deem to be dominating arms. Uh, but, you know, the, a lot of off-speed uh, I, I would wonder what their top bullet of the day was, what their top velocity uh, of right, the whole day yeah. was. I don't think it was great. Uh, and I would yeah. also bet you it was 65 to even 70% off-speed of breaking balls. So, I, I mean, it's you, the, when you're facing those kind of guys, you've got to take what what's being given. And like Boylan in the bat, when he, when he hits the home run, um, he, he, he got something. I mean, he got a mistake fastball and deposited it. That's what you have to do. You got to take advantage of those mistakes. But when those guys are making pitchers' pitches, you've got to do what you can to get them out of there, or just again take what you're being given. One more uh, cut here on our pirate report: Is ECU loses the first game of the American Athletic Conference tournament 
12 to 11 in 11 innings to USF as uh, USF uh, took a lead in the ninth with a six-run inning. Pirates tied it in the bottom two-run Josh Moylan Omer, uh, but uh, USF got a run in the top of the 11th. Uh, the RBI a hit from uh, Drew, uh, Drew Brutcher to win it for uh, the Bulls. All right, this is uh, Coach talking about Moylan. And then Riley Johnson, who made a heck of a catch. I mean, highlight-level stuff as he came into the game in center field late. Uh, made a catch in the ninth inning. Had it gotten away from him or by him or to the wall, USF would have been able to have added to their lead. And at the time, that kept it uh, that kept it close. So uh, this is uh, Coach Godwin on the play of Moylan and the play of Johnson. Yeah, for sure. That was a great play by Moylan. Riley Johnson's uh, ball in right center field. Um, you know, Riley had a big RBI off the bench. So did Cam Flanch. Um, Thought guys that came off the bench did a good job. Um, we didn't pitch good enough. We didn't play good enough defense. We didn't score enough runs uh, in those middle innings. So, you know, hats off to South Florida. All right. Uh, we're going to – Mully, what, what's your deal, Mully? Could you stay a little bit or you got to go? Yeah, well, I don't want to keep you. Yeah, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll hang for a little bit. Okay. So I tell you what we're going to do, uh, Clark and uh, Cookie, we're going to get a break. We're going to come back. Cookie's going to do an update. We'll get a break after Cookie's update, and then we'll come back, uh, and Molly and I will wrap it up, because there's a couple other pieces of news today, and then we'll kind of forecast out on the tournament. So we're going to go a little bit past 6 o'clock, not way past, because Molly, if he wants to go to the Rose game, I don't want to hold him up from that. So tell you what, we'll grab a break. Cookie will come back, give us a 94-3 the game sports flash update, as one of the stories Cookie's going to tell you about is a story that we broke here a couple of weeks ago, and it has come to fruition today. It's been reported today, and it's come to come to come to realization today, despite people being dubious of the old P man about this. But I was I I don't I don't do I don't do hashtag breaking news much, Molly. But when I do, you can take it to the bank, baby. Good for you. And there, <laughs> thank you, Molly. It's the support I I I. I crave all right uh a break and we will come back and we will uh have an update from cookie a 94.3 the game sports update uh and uh we'll come back with our pirate report with uh, cookie right after these words this is chris cook here with your 94.3 the game sports flash update the quest for a second consecutive conference championship for East Carolina began today, and your ECU Pirates fell against South Florida in the 11th inning, 12 to 11. Coach Godwin after the game. Yeah, we didn't do enough in the middle innings. Uh, you know, everybody will talk about our pitching, but you know, we were dead after we got up 32. Uh, we didn't score for four innings, and you know, pass off to their pitcher, but we should have done more and. Uh, that's off the South Florida, man. A lot of teams would have folded, and they didn't, and they battled back and, you know, took a lead. And then Josh got us a big home run to uh, tie it up. But we didn't play good enough to win. If you don't play good enough to win, then you don't win the baseball game. The Pirates play UCF tomorrow after UCF defeated Cincinnati earlier today 4-3 to after walking it off in the ninth. Nine athletes from the ECU track and field team are set to compete at the NCAA East Preliminary Meet in Jacksonville, Florida on May 24th through May 27th. The meet will be available on ESPN Plus with live results on FlashResults.com. The Texas Rangers announced this morning that they are selling the Down East Wood Ducks to Diamond Baseball Holdings. 
The team will move to Spartanburg, South Carolina, according to officials. This was first reported by our own Patrick Johnson a couple of weeks ago. The Rangers brought the Wood Ducks to Kinston in 2017 after the city had been without a major league team for six years. The ACC tournament begins in Durham today. Duke is set to host NC State. In other action, North Carolina takes on Georgia Tech. Top-ranked Wake Forest will begin ACC tournament play on Thursday against Pittsburgh. J.H. Rose in the, 3A, in the 3A Eastern Regional Final Best of Three Series, which begins tonight. Game one at Guy Smith Stadium against Southern Lee at 6 o'clock. The Hurricanes are on the brink of elimination. Carolina was shut out on the road by the Florida Panthers 1-0 in Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Final. Frederick Anderson made 16 saves and allowed the lone goal of the game in the losing effort. The Canes are now down 0-3 in the series and must win four in a row if they hope to keep their Stanley Cup hopes alive. The Canes will visit the Panthers tomorrow night for Game 4. Today's practice for the New York Jets may turn out to be an absolute disaster. According to ESPN, Aaron Rodgers was favoring his ankle during practice and something, quote, clearly wasn't right right with him as practice continued, end quote. A photo from practice showed Rodgers on the sideline with team staff members hovered over him. The Carolina Panthers are kicking off their first week of organized team activities. Carolina starts OTAs today with its very first week running through Thursday. The Panthers will continue workouts over three weeks leading up to the team's mandatory minicamp in June. Head coach Frank Wright commented about the OTAs. Good day today, first day of OTAs. Uh, chance to go full speed, chance to compete a little bit more. Our guys did a great job today. We stayed all, nobody on the ground, right? So I think that's what we're trying to get, where we can go fast, compete, but stay off the ground, keep guys healthy. So I thought in all three phases we did a good job. Several rookie court, several rookies will be looking to make an early impact with quarterback Bryce Young and wide receiver Jonathan Mingo heading into this year's draft class. That'll do it for your 943 The Game Sports Update. This sports, uh, this sports update is brought to you by the new IBX Media app. Download for free on the App Store and Google Play. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on the other side of this quick timeout right here on 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, welcome back, uh, Patrick Johnson Show uh, here. Guys, just make sure we're on radio, uh, if somebody could confirm that. Uh, I don't doubt that we are, guys. I just want to make sure that we are so we don't run into anything where uh, they're listening to the gambling show now. Uh, if you were a gambling man, Mike Mullis, uh, what, uh, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, the great Mike Mullis is here with us. Thanks for, to him for coming in today and providing his expert analysis and uh and uh kind of telling it like it is right now i mean this was uh no matter how you slice it this was not good today for uh this baseball team and to have this kind of collapse late in the season uh is uh is a tough thing to to swallow and uh you know maybe we'll see i guess we'll just see how it all kind of plays out uh molly a couple other things i wanted to mention rose right now is getting underway uh against southern lee molly and i are going to be calling the uh, state championship series, uh, a couple of them for the NFHS network folks in Holly Springs next weekend. Uh, but uh, obviously, I think you got to feel pretty good about uh, this first game tonight, and then you got to maybe go on the road and wrap it up. And if you don't, you got a home game uh, coming up this uh, weekend, perhaps if your RVs rampants, right? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a long short series. You know, it's a best of three, so it can happen. Uh, very quickly, uh, but you're right. I mean, uh, the nice thing about that third game is with the length of the series and the way it's spread out, uh, they, that gives them a chance to turn their pitch in in that, that final game 
you know, you, of course, depending on how pitch is managed on the front end and, and pitch numbers, and that's a whole different story. But, um, but yeah, no, and look, I, I, I like that club. Uh, he's got a nice team. He's got some depth on the mound. He's got, uh, I mean, some big, strong, good-looking dudes swinging a bat. And, uh, I mean, you know, the uh, uh, Aldridge kid, Matt Aldridge, four for four the other day with a, with a home run. So, I mean, it's just one of many. I, that's a that's a good club. I, obviously, selfishly, I think you and I both would love to have them in the mix when we're in Holly Springs. So, uh, you know, yeah, best, be of, great. Yeah, best of luck to, to the Rampants as they uh, make another run at yet another state championship. And I don't know where it is, but uh, they we may have coverage for that on radio too, so you could see Croft uh, involved in that uh, there or, or somebody uh, from our staff, as Molly and I will be on uh, some form of uh, TV. Uh, he before we get some final thoughts at ECU, so it was reported uh, today by the uh, uh, newspaper Post Courier uh, in South Carolina. The, it came out right around the time the release was out. It was what I told you two weeks ago. And uh, it is uh, that uh, the Wood Ducks have been sold to uh, the Baseball Holdings Group, part of Endeavor, uh, along with the Hickory Crawdads. Hickory's going to stay in Hickory. They like the park and the setup uh, out there. But uh, Granger Stadium, as much as I love it, I mean, that's where I saw my first baseball game, you know, pro baseball game was at Granger Stadium as a kid. So, uh, you know, for the mayor of Kinston to continually say, well, the team's here to 2031. See, there's certain things with that stadium they've got to do as the owner to get up to MLB standards for minor league baseball now. The city can't do it. They can't afford to do it. And they're not the only, I mean, you're going to see, I think you're going to see some movement in, in minor league baseball because, I mean, it's just the money's not there and, and they haven't been able to do the things that they guaranteed the Rangers they would do according to what uh, some other murmurs I've heard. Uh, you know, this stinks for Kinston, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a sad reality. I mean, that my hometown's in real trouble. And uh, with this stuff you got to do now to maintain a minor league franchise, and the Molly, I mean, this is, uh, is it's, it's, it kind of just stinks for, you know, one of the great old ballparks, which is still, given its age, in pretty good shape. Yeah, and it's kind of the... Circle of life, for lack of a better way to put it, you know that a lot of good ball games, a lot of players, <clears throat> excuse me, have come through that place, and you know, but you also are seeing minor league baseball uh, following the draft and all of it kind of being a master plan by major league baseball uh, in reducing the number of of teams, reducing the number of uh, draft rounds, and of course they can still fill rosters with free agents, but yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, it's uh, you know we. we it's kind of funny. I feel like we in Eastern North Carolina, um, uh, Kinston has some things that will draw you in, i.e. the ballpark, i.e. there's you know some really good restaurants. But but every time somebody says there's going they're going to Kinston, there's also four or five uh, underlying jokes that are thrown out about the uh, you know about the community yeah. about the community at large. And, and but but it's one of those things like hey, that's our town, right? That's an Eastern kind of like we could say that. It's kind of. Uh, Disheartening to see the the rest of the world coming in and saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take you know we're gonna take your ball club," but going to an area that is just an explosively uh, explosively growing area. We've seen what's happened in Greenville. I think Spartanburg's trying to do the same thing. And I mean, you can't fault from a business standpoint. You can't fault the owners of the clubs for putting 
um, their investments in an area that have a, a greater opportunity to thrive. So maybe, you know, maybe you see CPL expansion there, you know, with, with the CPL team coming to Greenville. Maybe that's a place that, yeah. you know, that's a possibility. Who knows? But I, uh, yeah, it, it is a sad end of an era, but, but one that I think most folks can understand. Yeah, and and look, that the, again, people could say, uh, it seems like I'm I'm going after one guy here, but I mean, you could say, well, we've got a, an agreement till 2031, but they can't do the things monetarily. This, the ownership of the stadium, which is the city, cannot city and the county, they cannot afford to do what you have to do to bring that vintage ballpark up to major league standards for minor league baseball. I mean, that's right. it's really what it is. And I, so that because that, the city can't do that, that is that agreement is is worth as much as my. I mean, it's not even worth the paper it's printed on. Right. Because I mean, and they're going to build a stadium. I mean, that, the, the report out of the South Carolina thing is twenty twenty five. All right. Uh, one other thing before we wrap up with the ECU baseball, Molly. I thank you for uh, hanging out here. Uh, but I know you like to talk ball and sports. No, oh, hang on, Clark. No, no, no. We got a couple minutes here. Hang on. Uh, the Senate, State Senate, will hear the sports wagering bill tomorrow at noon in committee. So it is now starting to make its way through the Senate. That would be legalization of uh, mobile gambling in North Carolina. All right. Uh, Pirates lose today, 12-11 to South Florida in 11 innings. Molly, uh, what, are the, what are the takeaways? And if you're East Carolina, what do you have to do tomorrow against Cincinnati, who you've already beaten six times this year yeah um you know man I, th- there's there's going to be a lot of uh tossing and turning uh in the hotel rooms of you know the pirates tonight let one get away obviously tomorrow would have been would have been great to have a day off you don't have that option now so i mean you got to show up and play and whoever you know whatever number gets called i mean they just have to go do the job and uh you know it and it again we go into cliche fest hey it's uh you know got to take it pitch by pitch we got to just win the next game all those but i mean what else do you say pj they're all true like there's no there's no magic fairy dust or there's nothing to uh you know to just make this thing instantly better and you know i've read some of the comments online about you know we just need to lay down and be done and get out you know what you know you, you you want to be playing good ball going into the postseason, right. and and the fact of the matter is the Pirates will make the regionals. It's just you know n- n- kind of undetermined or indeterminate as to exactly where and it right. you know at what seating or whatever. But yeah, they need to they need to kind of get their legs back underneath them and, and find the winning ways again. And the, hey, you know selfishly we get a game tomorrow at three, and that's you know there's a positive for you. And then you know let them keep rolling and, and you know see what happens. Because of that game at three tomorrow, no Patrick Johnson show, so uh, I get a day off. How about that? And uh, how about that? And then we will uh, be back uh, with you uh, Thursday because uh, win or lose, there will not be a baseball game Thursday for the Pirates uh, out of uh, the losers bracket tomorrow. What's the pitching sitch, Molly? I mean, what's nine guys used today? Now you only had a couple throw single-digit pitches, but, I mean, you still got to get up and warm, and it's late in the year and that sort of thing. Yeah, so your rule of thumb is every competitive pitch is an hour's rest. It's just a ballpark, generic kind of rule of thumb. So you had, you know, a couple guys get into the 40 or high 30s, uh, you know, but you've got plenty of guys that, that should be able to turn and be effective. Obviously, you've got, uh, you know, you've got your Savage. Uh, you, you've got Root if you have to go to him. 
Uh, and there's different, you know, varying schools of thought on that as far as burning two starters. Uh, this isn't a win or the season's over kind of situation, but, you know, I, I think um, you, you still have, I mean, Spivey, Saylor, those guys are still going to be available tomorrow. So, I mean, I, I, I certainly would rather see them uh, going fresh, but nonetheless, right. I mean, it, 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 look, it's tournament baseball. If you're going to win in tournaments, things are going to have to happen. You're going to have to get bounces. Things go your way. Um, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna have to force the issue, and, and it's you know, again, it's all hands on deck. Rot through two pitches. Sailor through seven. Uh, Landon Ginn through twenty-one. Shinkman through twenty. So I mean, those uh, the guys we saw today. Yeah, I mean, you, you, know, you feel good I mean, that, that, situationally. That, hey, yeah. come and get an out. You know, again, we don't. We're not saying they got to come in and give us five. We're saying, hey, we right, need, right, you know, right. situational yeah. out here, there, and. Um, you know, so it, it, look, both of these teams have pretty, plenty of information on each other. They've got spray charts for six games. They've got, so, you know, there will be a lot of situation, uh, situational baseball. I don't expect tomorrow to be a real quick game. I expect it to, you know, probably be similar to today's game from a, from a time standpoint. Uh, but right. I, uh, you know, I, it, again, you know, and, and again, another yet another cliche, but you know, it's very, very difficult to beat a team seven times in a row. So, uh, Pirates have a tall task ahead of them, and anybody on their side of the bracket, they were going to have to beat a at least a fourth time because they'd swept all those teams in the regular season. So, you know, it is what it is, and and they know that uh, the task at hand, and you know, just survive in advance. Pirates also have won twelve in a row over Cincinnati. So, yeah. Well, I think the Bearcats may be due. Bearcats lost a tough one today in walk-off fashion in the ninth uh, themselves at UCF. Hey, Molly, thanks for uh, coming in today. Really appreciate it. We'll let you. We'll turn you loose. Absolutely, so. man. I appreciate you. All right, we'll uh, talk to you soon, and uh, we'll be back in the morning for talk of the town. Seven to nine, one zero three seven ninety six three IBX Media app, and uh, back Thursday with the Patrick Johnson Show. Pirates at three tomorrow. 2.45 airtime as they take on Cincinnati in a uh, winner-go-home scenario as far as the conference tournament goes as they lose the USF today, 12-11. to 11. Thanks to uh, Dom Kasalki, thanks to Clark Willis, thanks to Philip the Ref Pilkington, and Chris Cook, all guys behind the scenes today. We'll be back uh, with you Thursday on the PJ Show. Have a great evening, everybody.